the burden now is on the husband to understand his wife. The burden is on the man. As the saying goes, men are from Mars and women are from Venus. We are just wired differently. You know, just how we relate to and process information, it's just, they're just different. Like, me and my wife, right? Um, when she describes a car, when we are just on the road, and if she's a, she's a car, hey, look at that white car, right? She describes a car by the color of the car. I'm looking at it and say, oh, you mean 2022 Honda Accord? Um, just, you know, 2.0 T, a T 2.0? Uh, you know, so it's like, um, like I, mean, I got to know the, the, the year, model, you know, and just like what kind of engine it has, the horsepower, how fast it goes, all these things. But she says, white car, white truck, right? It's just, we are just wired differently. Husbands cannot relate to their wives the same way. Like with, with among men, we can kind of banter, we can kind of joke around a little bit. But if you try to joke around with your wife, at her expense, of course, I've learned this you know, many times the hard way, man, that's not going to fly, man. You, you, you're going to be in a doghouse for days to come, right? You just cannot relate to ladies, especially your wife, the same way you would relate to guys, because what I think is funny among the guys, it's not funny with her at all, right? Not at all. And I'm like, oh, shucks, I'm in trouble, right? Studies show that women have more neurons uh, uh, connecting the left and the right hemispheres of their brain than men, right? A day-old female infant responds more strongly, so according to the, to the study and the research that's done, so one day old, right? We're not talking about one, two, five-year-old. One day old female infant responds more strongly to the sound of the human distress than a one day old male infant. So it's not even a question of nurture or environment, since they're only one year old infants. Because this is the way they are, uh, uh, not structured, but they, they were created, right? They respond more. When somebody's, ow, right? Then the, the, the one-day-old little girl would be, ah! Whereas the one-day-old boy would be, oh, I don't know. Who cares, right? Now, this verse does not say that understand something about women. That's not what this verse is saying, right? It commands to know your wife, her likes, her dislikes, what makes her flourish, what devastates her, what takes her off, right? What, what are her dreams? What are her prayer topics? Who she is as God's creation. And as God has brought her to you out of literally billions of people out there, right? If you think about it, when I think about my marriage uh, or how I um, got married to my beautiful wife, right? It just like floors me like, oh my gosh, how do I even just get to meet her, right? And get to a point where we would, you know, make marriage covenant. It is God. 
we are to understand our wives, future husbands for your future wives. Human nature is that we want to be understood rather than seeking to, we, we, we seek to be understood rather than seek to understand the other person. We're like, we want to be understood. We want to be loved and accepted. You know, a lot of arguments between husbands and wives come from a lack of understanding. How many, like husbands, how many times have you heard the phrase, you are not understanding me, right? Or is it just me? Like, you guys don't hear that? I, oh man, am I the only one here? Um, you know, like they, they may, well, in different ways they may say, you, know, you are not understanding me, right? Husbands, if your wife says that, that there should be a red alert goes off, right? In your head, uh-oh, I'm not actually obeying this command to live with your wife in an understanding way. Now, ladies, having said that, now do not weaponize it or abuse it to your husband. Yeah, you know, every time you don't like it, you're not understanding me, right? I'm not saying that you should like kind of use it every single, you know, just instance um, and kind of make uh, the husbands feel guilty, right? Once again, but the, the, the bottom line is the husbands, we are to, we are commanded to, instead of saying, no, you should understand me, you should understand where I'm coming from, we are the ones that will go, enter into her world, and say, what are you like? What are you thinking? What are you feeling? And understand her, reach out, and understand Now, it does not say here, husbands, it's your life's mission to fix all her issues that you do not like. That's not what this verse is saying either, right? It says, live with your wives in an understanding way, being considerate, dealing with her gently, patiently. And that is a command of God. John Piper once said something to the effect of, husbands, are to, uh, or they need to, say the word let's, right, often. Saying, hey, let's pray. Let's go out for a walk. Let's uh, read a scripture together. Let's go to the church. Let's, you know, go, uh, plan a vacation. Let's go out for a date night. Like, the husbands should be the ones that, that, that should, like, take the initiative in a way to, understand, to get to know your wife better, right? Lead the way, husbands. So here, the first obligation to all the husbands is to live with your uh, wife, uh, live with your wives in in an understanding way. And the second obligation is related to the first one. It is to honor your wife as the weaker vessel. Okay, just let's uh, just uh, take a deep breath here. What does it mean, the weaker vessel? Man, that just does not sound so PC, right? I mean, that's like, is Peter being chauvinistic here? No. Because Peter is not talking about, and I'm going to get to this uh, in a bit, but he's not talking about intellectual, mental, or spiritual capacity. 
basically referring to physical, sheer physical aspect of it, strength-wise. The difference in physical strength provides one reason for the special consideration the husband is to show his wife. And the command to all the husbands is to honor, honor her as the weaker vessel. The husband is not to exploit her physical weakness, but honor her. You know, there is only one other time that the word weaker is used in the New Testament. Guess where that is? It's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Let's go to verses 21 and 22 if we have that verse. Yeah. It says, The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be, what? Weaker are indispensable. That's the only other time in the New Testament where the word weaker is used. You regard the weaker part indispensable. You honor them. You have to bestow honor on the weaker weaker part, partner. So whether it is Paul in 1 Corinthians or whether it's here Peter, the idea is the same. Men, you cannot and must not lay your hands on your wives or any other woman for that matter. Right? Don't be a coward physically abusing your wife just because you think you are stronger. Just, just because you think that uh, she cannot retaliate or get back at you. That's such a cowardly thing to do. It is an unacceptable uh, trait as a Christian man. You are to protect her and bestow great honor. Now, how do we know that we are actually obeying this command? Because once again, this is a command. It's not an option or simple suggestion. Is it enough for us to simply nod our head? Yeah, 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 I should. I, I, I will honor her. I'll I, I get around to that. Is that enough to just kind of nod our head and then move on? Well, I say, I don't, I, I'm kind of, I kind of hesitate to say this, but, you know, I think what we need to really, what we need to do is we need to ask a question. And the question is, does your wife know that, that she's being honored? Does she feel that she's honored? It's a loaded question. Have you shown it to her in words and action to a point when your wife knows, wow, my husband honors me in words and in deeds? He honors me. That's a, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, I don't know about you guys, but um, when I think about my thing, I'm like, oh, man, I have such a long way to go. I, I, didn't, have, I, I didn't have it in me to even ask because <laughs> if I wanted to hear the answer, right? But do you honor her? And does she know? And does she feel it? 
that you are being honored. The ancient world classed uh, class women as inferior beings, but Christianity gave dignity to women. And Peter here commands it. Honor your wife. Honor your woman. Right? You have to honor them. Hold them in high regard. Give them dignity. Don't cut them down. Ouch. Don't cut them down with jokes. The call to husbands is to treat their wives with consideration and respect and love. It is our responsibility and obligation. Am I doing okay, ladies? Right? Right? Um, and also here, Peter gives two reasons or motivations for these commands. The first is that they are heirs with you of the grace of life. Motivation number one, or reason number one, is because they are heirs with you of the grace of life. Women experience the saving grace of God on equal terms with men. Right? As I said before, the weaker vessel does not mean that she doesn't have the capacity to receive the full blessing of God as men. Absolutely not. Peter stresses the spiritual equality of man and wife as co-heirs. The grace of life here it's really referring to the eternal true life, living in the very presence of God, living with him, walking with him, knowing him, being loved by God. Right? And wives are co-heirs with husbands. You don't find this kind of language in the Greco-Roman world at the time. I mean, to us, we're living in the 21st century. This sounds so obvious to us. Yeah, of course. But in the ancient times, this was a radical, a revolutionary idea that both men and women were made in the image of God, an equal footing, just have different functions. So husbands, why should you honor your wives after she tells you for the millionth time that she does not need our straightforward advice to her issues, when she gives you an unending honey-do list, you just come back from work, you are drained, you are tired, and then the first thing that she would tell you is, honey, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you fix this? Can you take out the trash? So why should we honor them? You do so by virtue of her position as your co-heir of, of eternal life. You're going to the same place as her for all eternity. She's an heir just like you are. She will receive just as much inheritance, spiritual blessings as you are. Man, you love the truth that you are an heir of eternal life by faith alone, right? We all know this great doctrine of justification by faith alone. We all know that this great reformed understanding and belief. We all we love this truth. 
then why is it that we demand our wives to be justified by their works in our marriage? You are not going to be right with me until you earn this, wife. I still remember what you did last week, and you have a lot of grounds to make up for, to appease my righteous wrath, right? We kind of just kind of, the way we relate to our wives is like, you have to do your work. You have to earn my love. You have to earn the right to be on the equal footing with me again. Show me your work. Being justified by works. When it comes to us, we love to be justified by our faith. By, by our faith. But to our wives, we apply, oh, you should live by justif- justification by works. You honor your wife, man. Because she is a co-heir with you for this eternal inheritance. And the second motivation is, or the reason, is so that your prayers may not be hindered, according to verse 7. So that your prayers may not be hindered. Now, this phrase assumes what? That you are praying. Right? If your prayers are going to be hindered, if that's going to be hindered, that means you are a praying husband. So the question is, are you? Are you a praying husband? Are you praying for her? Are you praying with her? Are you praying over her? This verse makes it clear that there are prayers that are not going to be heard by God. Right? Not, only, not only the case of unrepentance, you know, when we do not repent of our sins, God will not hear our prayers, but here it also shows that how we treat our wives has a direct bearing on how God hears our prayers. How about that, man? how we treat our wives will impact, will decide whether God will hear our prayers. You may say, okay, I'm going to just set aside this time and I'm going to pray to God. I'm praying. But if you are not treated or if you are not living with your wife in an understanding, considerate way and honoring her, if you push her aside and mistreat her, if, you're not, if you are not honoring her, guess what? All that prayer, all the prayers, it's hindered. God is not listening to your prayers because you are not honoring her. You are not living according to the command of God. Maybe some of, some of the ladies here are just like inside just saying, yeah, preach it, pass away, keep going, right? Guys, God will not hear your prayers if you ignore the command to honor your wives. Think of it as like, a, like this low ceiling right above you, right? There's a ceiling, right? You're going to just lift up a prayer. It goes, whoop, and it comes right 
Like now it's blocked. It's blocked off, right? It's like us playing as Shaquille O'Neal or something, right? We are playing right up, up below, right in front of him, trying to put a shot up, and Shaq is like right above you. Boom, boom, boom. That's what's going to happen if we are not serious about obeying this command. Your prayers will not get to the throne of grace because you are not understanding towards your wife and because you are not honoring her. Now, this is not just a marriage advice or some kind of suggestion or a communication tip as to how to get along well with your spouse so that you guys are not going to fight anymore or have a less, uh, less of an issue uh, in your marriage. No. This is about your theological understanding of who God is and its design for marriage. Essentially, God is saying, if you don't really understand my design for marriage, in essence, you don't really know me. I'm calling you to live with your wife in a considerate, understanding way and to honor her. And if you say, well, I know God, but, you know, that part of my life, I just can't deal with her. She's just being so difficult, difficult, and she's just, I just cannot get along with her. But the rest of the, uh, the, my Christian life, I will serve at church. I will be nice to people. I will work hard to just, you know, support my family. Isn't that good enough, God? He's saying, no, 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 no. First of all, you don't understand your most fundamental calling as a husband when you, do not, when you fail to honor your wife. You don't really know me because you do not know the very institution that I've you know, given and the very person that I've placed in your life out of billions of people. I have brought her into your life so that you can make the covenant of marriage with her and live a life, Lord willing, provide family. But when you ignore her, or if you're not treating her in an honorable way, then you are ignoring me. Therefore, your prayers will be hindered. I will not listen to your prayers. So it is my prayer for us. Husbands and future husbands, do not take this. It's one verse, but there's a lot of loaded things in here that we have to take to heart. And simply, we cannot afford to ignore or push this aside. There are more important things. There are more urgent things I have to get done this week. So this, I'm going to put in a back burner. I get around to it when I have time, or when I feel like it, or when she's better, when she acts better. Once again, it's just, she, she, will, she needs to be justified by her actions. We cannot do so. Once again, because she is a co-heir with you for all eternity. Also, your spiritual life depends on it. You cannot separate your spiritual life away from your life, relationship 
to your, uh, to, to your, to your wife. And that is a command. May we uh, live and act according to the call of God and the design of God. Let's pray. Let's go before the Lord, and let's take a moment to uh, examine our lives, husbands, consider your ways. How are you doing in terms of the way you relate to your wife, in terms of the way you pray for her, in terms of the way you honor her? Is your wife flourishing because you honor her? Or is she pushed aside because of the busy work or because of the demands uh, in in the family? Yes, taking care of children is very important. I'm, I'm not saying that you should put that aside either. But do you honor her? And for the future husbands, Know this before you get married. I wish I had known more about this before I got married or be reminded more often about the call of the husbands to live with your wife in an understanding way, to be patient with her, to be gracious with her, to understand her, to to honor her. So, whether you are married or not. And for the ladies, also, do you also love your husband, the person that God has placed in your life? Out of so many people out there, God has brought him to you The scripture says that we are to submit to each other through Christ. We are to love each other as Christ loved the church. So let's go before the Lord at this time and examine our hearts and to see if we are being prayerful. Men, are you being praying husbands? Ladies, are you being Praying wives. Instead of just thinking about what the, what's lacking from your husbands. And to constantly just bombard your wife, uh, husbands with what they need to really improve. Do you pray for them? Turn to the Lord so that your husbands can indeed be the spiritual leader for the whole family. Let's go before the Lord. Take a moment to just uh, turn to the Lord and pray for strength, repentance, uh, guidance, wisdom, discernment. So let's pray for that at this time.